Hey, what's up, everybody? Teddy Collins here. Thank you for listening. Welcome to the very first episode of Cover Your Tracks. It's going to be a pretty cool little show. Um, basically, what it's going to be, it's it's me and a guest, and, and we talk about albums. It could be their album. It could be an album that we love or something I've never heard of, something they've never heard of, you know, and we just we break it down track by track. And we get into the the lyrics of it and the songwriting of it. If we could find out some fun facts on the album or some stories, you know, we'll we'll dive into whatever we can. I'm sure the show is gonna derail like crazy, so just get ready for some uh, some cool stories and you know just some some people talking about music. I'm not gonna waste a bunch of time, so let's just let's get right into it. My first guest is one of my best friends in the entire world. Played in bands together. We've we've done everything. You know, this is this is my dude. And uh, here it is. This is my conversation I had with my friend Terrain Myricks about Motion City soundtracks. Commit this to memory. Hey, bud. Hey, man. What's going on? Odd nothing. What's going on with you? Not much, man. Just kind of hanging out. Thanks for hey. uh, thanks for doing this. Of course, no, no problem. This is lovely for me. Oh, I'm sure it is. I get to I get to hear one of the, my favorite people in the world and uh, you know, get to talk about one of my favorite albums ever. So this this really is like a big twofer for me. Awesome. Very cool. I'm glad uh I'm glad I'm one of your favorite people in the world. That makes me feel special. <laughs> Real special. <laughs> for uh for those who don't know, my guest terrain uh terrain and i used to play in bands together we had the uh we had our very very successful popular band now the city and then we had our even more successful band (laughs) after now the city called uh, marvelous liars oh yes it was uh, in terms of success it doesn't even it's not comparable marvelous liars was incredible compared to now the city yeah, the uh, the amount of fans that we acu- <laughs> that we acquired over our uh, two weeks as a band or so it- it's unfathomable. I would Trapped say would be jealous. <laughs> Trapped would be very jealous. Would I would jealous. say that it's it's a big lesson in in, in the uh, a lesson of people won't necessarily follow everything that you do. <laughs> Absolutely not. So, so, so like now the city had a pretty decent following and then we're like, we're going to start this other thing. And everyone's like, Oh, cool. You'll never hear from us again. <laughs> <laughs> we did. We did play like two shows though. In, weren't, they in the both short amount in, of weren't they both in the basis living room? <laughs> no, we oh, remember okay. we, we played that one show at Goodfellas. I thought that was now the city. No, we did a Marvel. I'm pretty sure we did a Marvelous Liar show at Goodfellas. Oof. I, oof, I could oof. be wrong. It, okay. it probably was now the city. I we're think we're going to have to ask sources. The only time I remember playing uh, Goodfellas is when we played with the Misfits. No, no, we definitely played after that because there's pictures of it and it's definitely the Marvelous era. Marvelous era, <laughs> the marvelous, marvelous era. liars era. Yeah, um, I'm gonna have to 
I'm gonna have to dig into that. I, I yeah, you're gonna swore. need to find that for me because I don't. I I need some. I need some secondary sources on this. It definitely I wasn't. apparently was there, but I don't remember this to save my life. <laughs> no, I don't think it was as well attended as the the show in the house on Art Street, but <laughs> Just... <laughs> which was which was packed. Yeah, very packed. Um, if you if you were there, you know. And we, we know that, too. Don't we even act that like living you were room there. Downstairs, baby. Yeah. Don't act like you were there because we know exactly who was there. We remember <laughs> your faces. We can count you on like I think maybe two or three of our hands. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, what uh, how's life been treating you? Terrain also uh, hosts his own podcast, Alcoholics. I do. I host a podcast called Alcoholics where I get drunk and talk about politics. Um, it is it can range from like really deep discussions to getting super off topic and talking about the Avengers for a good half an hour. Uh, so it can be pretty much anything. It's uh, great. So, though. Yeah. And that's on, how... like, that's on like every, you know, it's on Spotify, Apple podcasts and everywhere you get podcasts. Go check that out. Yeah, definitely check that out. Uh, one of my favorite parts of that was our, when the show first started um, and you would have you know certain guests and then you would bring your wife on as a guest. And then eventually your wife was just on so much that you made her co-host. Right. And, and, like, and that's perfect. When you're saying I made her co-host, that's absolutely correct. I forced her to co-host. I, I still to this day don't think she wants to do it. Um, <laughs> but until I find another one, she's fucking stuck. <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you still getting blitzed? I, we we haven't gotten blitzed in a while. I think we're here's the thing. We we talk about it, but then we like make a day and then it's kind of tough for either of us. Either, you know, he has to take care of his baby because he has a he has a child or I have to take a nap randomly throughout the day and uh, we, we just don't coordinate well. So we should get blitzed again, but we'll see how that goes. I love it. I absolutely love it. That's that's Terrain's other podcast, getting blitzed. Yes, with with Andy and Terrain. Yes, our friend also Andy on also on a lot of different streaming services, so you can find that. Um, when we first did it, I would get drunk for that too, and then I stopped <laughs> <laughs> because I'm like, this is a problem now. Are you getting, are you getting drunk for this one? I'm not. I was going to, but I'm like, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I could have been mad either way. I thought it would have been great. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so let's, uh, I don't know. Let's just dive into this. Let's, let's, let's get dive into, into the first album of the first episode. Commit this to memory. This can, before we start, like, I just want to, like, this album came out in, like, 2005. 2005. This is this is it's we're 15 years later this is still i can i would play any song on this album at any time it's still like one of the biggest influences in my life when it comes to music i i absolutely love this album uh, yeah no i i 100 agree with that it's it's kind of crazy to think that i mean god how i can't even remember how old i was when i first heard this album because i don't recall hearing it when it first dropped right i think i remember i i vaguely remember hearing um everything is all right probably on like mtv and mtv2 and i was like oh yeah this is awesome but like that time i was like 
still diving really deep into into some like weird metal and shit like that. So it was like it wasn't until maybe 2007 or 2008 when I finally like went back and kind of like discovered Motion City. Yeah. I think and yeah. I think it was it was a lot to do with uh with my buddy uh, Jake Nebestinsky. He like he was a huge fan and I remember him getting me super deep into them. And he actually he took me to my first Motion City show at Croc Rock. Oh really? Yeah, with uh, Deer in the Headlights. Oh, that's probably a great show. Oh man. Incredible show. I st- I think I still have the ticket stub for that too. I just yeah. saw so they uh Motion City had broken up uh you know in like whatever 2018 19 and then did a tour in 2000 then did like a you know a come like a comeback tour actually it was called the don't call it a comeback tour yeah um but they did that earlier this year um so i did get to see them before the world stopped spinning um, <laughs> so they stopped playing in 2016 and then got back together in 2019 to do this tour sorry my bad yeah i was actually at their uh, official quote quote unquote official last show ever that's right. You went to the one in was it in Chicago? Yeah, we um. So they played Riot Fest, and uh, it was the night after they played Riot Fest. They played um their final show. I should I think it was the night after. It might have been the same night. All I remember was uh, watching the Misfits play to like whatever it was like fifty, sixty thousand people there. I don't, I don't remember, but uh. I was like, I kept watching my phone because I was like, I need, I need to get over there, you know, and at a certain time I want to be there to see the entire set. And <laughs> the Misfits just kept playing. <laughs> like at one point, like Doyle, the guitarist, was walking off stage, and it was like after ten, they had a hard curfew. They got fined for you know going over curfew at Riot Fest, and <laughs> and. You know, Doyle thought they were done, and Danzig was like, "No, no, no, come back here, Monster Man. We're not finished yet." And I was like, "Ah, oh, fuck!" <laughs> I was like, "This is so cool that like they're still playing and they're like saying fuck curfew and all this shit." But I'm like, I need to get in this Uber and get over to Metro, or else I'm gonna miss them. You're like, and "Oh, I, this is I, really awesome," but like, I got to, I have a fucking thing, so yeah, I'm like. I got to do a thing. Danzig, can you fucking hurry your shit up? <laughs> and uh, so thankfully, like I got to watch all the Misfits set. Um, I quick fucking met up with my brother and I was like, hey, I'm heading over there. I'll meet up with you later. And I got in the Uber and I got there and they had special posters for the show. And I was like, I need to get one. And I'm like, I got there thinking that I was going to have absolutely no time. I thought all the posters were going to be gone already. And I walk in and I was able to snag a poster. And as soon as I got the poster and walked up the stairs into the uh, into the venue, they started playing. Oh, that's and perfect. Was, and they played for like three hours or something. It, they played everything you could want to hear. It was just like, it was crazy. Tony, Tony was playing drums for it, obviously. But then like yeah. Claudio came out and played the stuff that he recorded on Go. And uh, uh, fucking... Uh, God, I can't think of the album name right now. Uh, fucking uh, Panic. Uh, Panic Stations. Panic Stations. Yeah. So it was like you know they. It was it was cool to see that. It's just the most amazing show. But anyway, can I, can I ask before we get into it? Do you think it's weird that they played their last show in Chicago and not like in Minneapolis where they're from? I would think that if you're playing your last show, you'd play from like at least like the state that you're in. I know when Yellow Card played their last show, they played in Anaheim. They're from like 
Oh, you know, no, they're not. They're from Florida. Never mind. Yeah. Fuck it. I'm wrong. See, <laughs> I, I don't know if it if it is as weird. Just cut like, that nonsense out. <laughs> it, I think it's like I thought it was kind of strange too because I, I definitely thought like you know Minneapolis would have been like the the final show or something like that. But maybe it's like one of those things where you know Chicago is more of a hometown than Minneapolis was. Yeah. You know, because it's still like they maybe they you know that there was a the market that they hit a lot. It was kind of like um, you know, like when uh when I was playing with uh Terror on the Screen or Young at Heart, shit yeah. like that. Like you know, it was a Scranton based band, but like Binghamton, New York, was more of a home to the band than like Scranton was. You know, it was like maybe oh, wow. so like it maybe it could have it could have ended up being something like that. Either way, I'm just super glad that I happened to be out there and fucking was able to snag a ticket on StubHub for a very inflated price that I don't want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> cover your, your this podcast, by the way, this podcast cover your tracks brought to you by StubHub. Are you looking to go to a show last minute? Do you want to spend a fuckload of money? StubHub. StubHub. <laughs> you want to have to like take a mortgage out on your house to go to the show? StubHub. <laughs> <laughs> or get nosebleeds to a hockey game that you kind of don't even want to go to. Still, <laughs> were you were you looking to possibly have to sell your kidney to uh, uh to the black market in order to see a show that you're mildly interested in? StubHub. Yo, that kind of happened to me. Uh, not to get off topic from uh, <laughs> just so the viewers, viewers, listeners yeah. know. This show is going to derail like crazy. Yeah. Like every episode, guaranteed it. Anyway, speaking of StubHub and tickets and stuff. So my nephew, um, huge fan of a, of a band called Can't Swim. And he was uh, he was hitting me up this one time, asked me if I wanted to go see them with Enter Shikari down Philly. And I was like, yeah, yeah maybe I, I might be able to do that. And uh, eventually, like it, it was coming to like the day of the show and my girlfriend decided that she was going to go with him. And then I was like, all right, like this was like decided a while ago. So he had someone to go with and he had to ride down. And I was like, you know, whatever, if they're going, you know, I'll go too. And I'm like, yeah, I'll just go find a ticket online real quick or something like that. Go online show is sold out. And I was like, (laughs) Oh fuck. So I was like, all right, well, you know, maybe I'll just go find a ticket on StubHub or something and like the cheapest ticket that i could find for this enter shikari show at the at the fillmore it was at like the uh the upstairs venue there yeah was like 70 dollars. oh my god and that's before what? fees what so so i'm sitting there and i'm like oh my god i'm like well i already dove this far into it and i'm like and I'm not going to not go with him, you know, like he, Billy's been like my concert buddy forever. And I was like, you know what? I'll spend $80 on this ticket. And then it turned out that like Billy had a ticket and then didn't need the ticket because he ended up becoming friends with the guitarist from Can't Swim through like Twitch or something like that. And he put him on the guest list. So <laughs> I spent $80 on this ticket to go see basically just go see can't swim because i'm a fan also i'm not a huge fan of enter shikari and we get to the show uh we watched whoever played first i can't remember who it was we watched can't swim and they were great and then enter shikari played and i mean i vaguely remember enter shikari from like the scene days and stuff and uh 
I remember not being into it then. And I was, uh, I was kind of not into it there. Also, <laughs> And I remember at one point, Billy and I and Amber, we all kind of like made eye contact and we're like, should we leave? <laughs> and we right. talked Maybe about we it and we, we stayed, we stayed for three songs and then left. So I spent $80 to, to watch can't swim, play a 30 minute set and watch Anna Shikari play three songs. <laughs> so thanks. Dub Hub. Thanks. You're, Dub Hub. you're always, you're always there for us. Dub Hub. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So let's, yeah. Anyway, let's, back let's to get uh, into the album. <laughs> get back to the album. So yeah, um, yeah, two thousand five. The album was recorded uh, October, November, two thousand four, in in Valley Village, California. And uh, it was it was so it was produced by Mark Hoppus from Blink One Eight Two, but it wasn't like it, his production that he brought to the album was basically just in in like song structure. Right. So, you know, he would uh he they would come in with ideas or whatever and Mark would be like, you know, maybe we'll try this instead or try that instead and you know, but not but not so much as like, you know, maybe going into like vocal melodies and certain things like that. Like I don't think his his uh, his he didn't want to leave like his stamp on the album, you know? Right. Yeah. I think that was like the the coolest thing about that was like he didn't want it he didn't want it to be like a a blink thing, you know? Obviously, right. he said something to them along the lines of like, your name is going to be a lot bigger than mine on the back of this album. You know, I don't want it to be about me type of thing. So that was pretty cool. So, yeah, that's uh, yeah, I, I mean, I it. think I think clearly it's the right decision. He, you know, let them let them run with this album and this. I mean, uh, as a you know genre defining out like this album is is what the scene was right like this no, i was, agree this was the like like 2000s pop punk you don't have like like this is on lists of best albums of this of this genre this album is is without question one of those tops so uh clearly you know mark neuter is doing by giving the giving them the the reins and letting them you know take this album and and do what they wanted with it yeah absolutely and i, and I think I, it's a I, I think it's as like you said, it's a genre defining album. I think I think some of those songs like alone, like everything is all right, is a complete genre defining song. Like yeah. when you think when you think back to, you know, two thousand five's whatever you want to say, a pop punk or whatever you wanna call it, like that that song would be on everyone's list. Yeah. You know, if they were very deep into the scene at that time <laughs> and, and i'll say this i'll say i'll say like we're gonna we're gonna throw around terms um i i know that some people don't like hearing certain terms for specific artists and and what their music is like we're gonna throw terms around like pop punk um you know uh, like emo it's it's that's what it was like that's what the that's that's really the terminology that was used for the for the specific genres in in that time period it definitely you know like things things change the style of music changes and what you view as pop punk isn't always you know that but that's what the that's 100 what we what we referred to it as what we believed it was uh during that during that time um so that's i'm, I'm gonna say up front that's like the the terminology you're going to be hearing over and over again in this 
Like, was, I, I know some people are like, that's not pop, pop, that's not emo or power pop. Like, all right, bro. Like, fucking, yeah. that's, what, that's what we called it, man. Chill out. Yeah. They're not jawbreaker. That's emo. It's like, like yeah, okay. Cool. Right. I'm going to get the Zoomer so I can get the fuck away from you. <laughs> I'm hopping this shuttle bus. <laughs> I'm this right. shuttle bus. So, yeah, let's let's start it off. Uh, track one, Attractive Today. I am wrecked. I am overgrown. I'm also fed up with the common code. But I just hate to say the first time I, I listened to this album in, in full, I just that the guitar part in the beginning of the, the song is just it, it's kind of like abrasive in a sense. But yeah, you, like because you're not like really sure what's going on. And then after Justin starts singing over top of it, it's kind of like, wow, this is this is some shit right here. This you know? is one. I mean, this this track is a perfect opener for what this album is. It's a perfect introduction to what it is when it in terms of music and in terms of lyrical content. You know, like oh, the, it sets the tone perfectly. Yes, it is. Yeah. It is literally about like like with with the lyrical content. You're looking at a you're looking at someone who's having you know some like just sometimes manic all over the place but mostly singing about you know in like the you know like it just to me it is it is the perfect tone setter for what this album because i am i am wrecked i am overblown i'm also fed up with the common cold i fucking love that yeah. just the opening is brilliant yeah so at the at the time justin was obviously going through a lot of problems with alcohol abuse yes and uh the a lot of this album touches on that yes a lot the whole album but it's, you, it, it you said it's a like a whole lot of you see a whole lot of those those uh those lyrics of, of those elements of of drinking and what mm -hmm. it's done to right anything yeah. yeah yeah but he he references it a lot um he talks about how during during the writing process he they they did a lot of the writing in in Minneapolis and Minnesota back home. And they started writing with, um, well, they started doing some of the writing sessions with uh, Brett Gurowitz, who's the owner of Epitaph Records, who also in Bad Religion. Um, but they were they were doing the writing sessions and uh, Justin actually went home. He, he went back to, uh, to Minnesota to uh, start doing some AA classes and meetings and stuff and try to get his, you know, get his drinking under control and yeah do a little bit better for himself and then obviously you know did that came back recorded the album and but uh yeah it's just a lot of a lot of the album is super personal for him and hints mm -hmm. on uh some of the struggles he was going through yeah and I, I think i think that it comes out in the album where you can just hear like I, I love I love and we're going to get to it like later, but like some of the lyrics in like better open the door, mm -hmm. um, LG Fwad, you're hearing like just this like uh, for lack of a better term, like like, you know, the the good sometimes, you know, the the fun stuff and in, in better open the door, you hear a bunch of different elements of it. But then mm -hmm. in, you know, like sometimes in like LG Fwad, you hear like just the the downward like trajectory that that kind of that kind of stuff can have for you um yeah. and and it's just wrapped up beautifully in like amazing music oh yeah it's you know thinking about his him struggling with 
with alcohol abuse and stuff and just thinking about the way that they opened the album with attractive today and obviously the first the first lines i am wrecked like fuck dude like yeah Yeah. (laughs) like and you know so it's talking about things like uh you know as he gently sips his drink he thinks about his lack of future which is like fuck dude so like obviously he was in some shit where he thought you know if he doesn't get better like he's either dead or you know the band's gonna fall apart or you know it's just like Like this this is all over if i don't figure this out Mm -hmm. um just just incredible uh imagery to to look at in this i love it yeah and i think the line in the song that that like kind of messes with me the most is where where he says um I, I should have been better designed. Yeah. And it's like, you know, thinking about that, like mentally, like as a, you know, I, I've have never dealt with like addiction or anything like that, but like, you know, as a person that struggles with like, you know, some mental health stuff and some anxiety problems and stuff, it's like, man, I, I could feel that. Like yeah. it's definitely one of those things that, that it's, it's super relatable, you know, it's it's just like this whole album, even though he's talking about what he's going through, it's it's really really relatable, yeah. and I think that's like one of the 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 most like compelling things about it, and why it's kind of stood the test of time. Right, and I, I think I think especially with that line, I'm, I'm gonna with what you said there. Um, I know I shouldn't waste my time wishing I'd been better designed, but uh, yet for some reason I still uh, still think I'm wrecked. I'm overblown. Like mm-hmm. I I look at it, and I'm like I'm like I it's one of those where you it, in that sense it sort of seems like it's like uh, like just kind of this like uh, sort of giving up uh, uh, like giving like essentially giving up and you know like looking at it it's like i wish i wish things would have just been i wish th- i would just be different i would have just been different with no no move of my own to be different i wish i was designed differently so i wouldn't have to you know feel like that um and then you you know you hear how you know he you know takes steps to to deal with like like it's there there are so much there's so much in this that's just like for any sort of you know issue that you're having like yeah yeah like this is this is specific to alcoholism but you're you're absolutely right that this you know goes for people with you know uh substance issues people with um you know mental health issues that are you know trying to see their way through like it it has it has pieces of of um it for everybody uh in the message and it's it's crazy that he was able to do so much in such a short amount of time with that song it's under two minutes yeah that's like 145 or some shit i don't know exactly what it is yeah 143 ah (laughs) you're super close but price is right rules bud you were over damn it oh no (laughs) yeah but not like just to as as an album opener and as it's just like a precursor for what's going to come you know and it's incredible incredible that he he was able to do that in a minute and 43 seconds and be like listen you're you're in for the ride now (laughs) here it comes baby (laughs) what do we do the next one yeah, let's go on to uh, the next song. Let's, uh, uh, let's see here, track two. Turn it, turn it. 
soundtrack to Everything Is All Right, the quintessential uh, emo track of two of the two thousands. I'm coming in at about three thirty. You're gonna hear guest vocals from Pat Stump on it, which wow. to me was like amazing. <laughs> um, I guess it's payback for uh, for Chicago was so two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, just this is one hundred percent like the quintessential manic mind track. And it, I love it. It has right. a little bit of like everything. I hate the ocean theme parks and airplanes talking with strangers waiting in love. Like it, it is pulling every, like all of your, all of like the things that you are apprehensive about, the things that you're anxious about. And then mm -hmm. just throwing rant, like random shit in there. Like the, like the manic part in the, like, uh, I, I, I sick of the things I do when I'm nervous, like cleaning the oven or checking my tires or counting the number of tiles in the ceiling. Like it's That's fucking just everywhere. Yeah. It, it, he really, really nailed that that manic sense in, in the song, you know, because it, it is like there's there's a, a great, you know, meaning to it. But it's like it really he nailed it, you know, because it is kind of all over the place. Yes. Like it really. Um, oh, man. I, I I absolutely. I mean, you I think you can people can pinpoint the song if you if you're a fan of the song you know it from the, the opening moments of the drum of the drum uh the drums going in it is one of my favorite um like mm -hmm. it's just so it's so small but so big for me like oh. it just when I hear that I uh, when I hear that I just know like what's about to come and I'm so excited for it um, oh yeah it it it's so simple you know it's so simple but so effective and it it, the way it kicks in with with just the drums the guitar and the vocal kick in and it's still kind of thin but it's like it's still super hard hitting and then when you know everything kicks in it's like wow like the, yeah. the songwriting on this like we're gonna talk about that a lot probably the songwriting in general on this album just musically like instrumentally is fantastic Oh, absolutely. absolutely. And I, I, I want to say, I think one of my, I mean, obviously I love this song. I love all of the elements. I, I think one of the things that are like, like really get stuck in my head are the keyboards on it. Like mm -hmm. the keys on this song are one of my favorite, like just, it, it is the, it is the part of the song. It's the, it's the music that I can most particularly pinpoint in my head besides those opening drums. Oh yeah. Je Jesse nails it. Like absolutely nails it. And that's that's what's really great about this song is every every element, every part of the song, every instrument, like, you know, if you're if you're a fan obviously of it, you can it, it's one of those things like you can hear it in your head constantly. Mm -hmm. You know, like the the parts were so uh what's the word I'm looking for? They were just hmm. I don't know. They they uh -oh. burn Let's into your brain. <laughs> you know, like the they the parts are so they're just memorable, you know? Oh, I agree. It's I I just uh, like ev I think everything with this song just melded together so brilliantly. Um mm -hmm. everything was everything was just perfect um in order to put this all together. I I mean, I uh, I think the the style of like the the style itself of the music was was what i what i wanted 
to everything to be in the 2000s like oh, yeah. i wanted that's the sound i wanted i wanted to hear that a lot i'm like give me bands that sound like this um it was it's it's just so it's it's mm-hmm. brilliant yeah. i'm gonna say and brilliant I, a lot because i love this album <laughs> i i i love the the way motion city uses like their their call and response lyrics too i think really kind of shines in this like yes. you know the they give me a reason i don't believe a word to end this discussion of anything i've heard like i the way they layer that stuff and you know you have the two the two vocal parts going back and forth with you with each other work perfectly yes and i i actually was gonna say the call and response like the the, the back and forth with the with the vocals um mm-hmm. especially in that in that bridge like Yep. clearly like that especially i mean and, and let's be honest having pat stump is amazing but if you like listen to it you can it's you can barely tell that that's like pat stump you have to like yeah. know that that's pat stump to be like holy shit like mm-hmm. it, it is it is it lets the it's not like his brilliance shines through which i do think that he's an amazing vocalist and one of my favorite vocalists ever in the world but yeah. i i do think that like it it lets the song for itself shine through rather than ooh they have it like sometimes you know you get like a you get like a vocalist on a on a track to be like holy shit they got this person with yeah. this i don't even think he's like on there as like like really credited in the way that like they put featuring mark hoppus for hangman like i don't think they put yeah. featuring that stuff I, I don't I, and i feel like a lot of people don't even realize that pat was on it because it, it's another you know part of like you know him not overshadowing you know he's just there to you know to be like you know a hand on it he's not like the song wasn't yeah it wasn't everything is all right featuring patrick stump and then people are like oh you know where is he i i don't i can't hear him you know or something like that it's that's what i love about that is you know he didn't overshadow he didn't you know completely go in there and blow the thing apart and i think you know i maybe that was like a conscious effort by Patrick because obviously it with fallout boy, they've had a lot of guest appearances on their albums and most of the time you wouldn't, you wouldn't know. Yeah. Most of the time they go, um, at least on the, like in the song itself, go uncredited. They don't, you know, they don't say featuring, uh, featuring, oh fuck. What's his name? William Beckett from the Academy is or uh, featuring Gabe from, from, uh, uh, fucking, Cobra Starship, which I'm not even sure if he's actually on. Featuring any Elvis Costello, you know. Featuring like, Elvis Costello. Oh my God! I remember did the they first, do feature? Yeah, God. The first time I listened to that, I was like, because it, it, obviously it's not on, you know, the the track, you know, the track list is not like you know this song featuring all these people. And like the first time, I was like, that fucking Elvis Costello. How <laughs> they pull that off? And then I remember that they had fucking. Oh, sorry, I keep dropping things. Then <laughs> I, I remember they had like Jay Z, yeah, and stuff. They had Jay Z start off the song. That infinity. was fucking amazing. <laughs> that's like, so like anyway, but yeah, that's uh, they they do that very well, and it's the same thing with uh with Hangman too. When we get there, Mark Hoppus is on that. Like he, he doesn't really overshadow. He just he does his party serves the purpose, and yep. you know you can tell it's Mark, but it's not. It's not like the craziest Mark line yeah. or, you know, like it, it doesn't sound like a you know Blink song or anything. Right. It just serves its purpose and it does what it's supposed to do for the album. Yeah. But I, I mean, I definitely think that this out al- this this song on the album, I, I mean, just 
blows the doors off of me like i can't i mean i'm I'm obviously this one is the one they chose as like the the single it's it's one of the it's one oh, of the yeah. singles off the album mm-hmm. uh so that's that's obviously gonna obviously gonna make it one of the more, one of the more popular songs but i truly i truly believe like with this that is an amazing choice for for a single they did this they did hold me down and they did lg flawed as the singles off this track mm-hmm. i mean off this uh album and well chosen there's one i would have picked um instead of hold me down even though hold me down was like a perfect way to end the album yeah um, and that one's gonna come up soon yeah so yeah you wanna you wanna get into uh when you're around yes When you're around is the one I'm like. That's another single that they should have that they should have put out. When you're around is fucking great. I mean, I'm guessing they can't put when you're around out as a single because of the amount of fucks they say on it. But then again, let's yeah. get fucked up and die. So yeah, <laughs> uh, they could have. They definitely could. I just I, I the, <laughs> the, the songs. It's another. It's another heavy hitter. But it's like. You know, unless you're really into the band or really, you know, is like one of your favorites and stuff. It's one of those songs that will definitely go by the wayside in a, in a sense. Yeah. You know, but yeah, it's that the guitar part in the beginning, you know, everything about it is just like it. It, it reels you in. Like it, re- yeah. it really does. It's like the whole album. It You hear it and you, and you, you don't want to stop. You want to you want to know what's gonna happen (laughs) or like you know what he's singing about and then you also i mean you get the elements of alcoholism in this and like the first uh first couple or first line or so um uh, late night liquor flu will lead me to the floor um you, you you hear the you hear the elements of alcoholism in like so many of these songs um but that's not the obviously that's not the huge takeaway from this because the huge takeaway is get the fuck away from me yeah (laughs) which i think this is one of the songs that i would use if i was like when i'm like in a relationship while while having myspace and things are going on like things are going well like welcome to being my profile song when you're (laughs) you're around (laughs) suck it no it's like it's it is though because it's I, I love i love the line that i'm so full of love it deeply sickens me yeah because you know, he's like this this person that he's with obviously it's it's not working out but he he cares for them so much that it you know it hurts right right and and i feel that i've been there mm. you know i've definitely felt those fucking things so it's like again super relatable it, it it's crazy how he's how they're able to do that you know yeah he's he's able able to, to... i mean it's it's not hard to like make a make a love song relatable or a hate song relatable but uh in this like with even with like it, it's it's more difficult when you draw like this vivid imagery that they're able to that they're able to do in this album um mm-hmm. on these songs so I, I i do look at this and i'm like this is these are these are fantastic songs and they they definitely make me go oh fuck yeah that's how i feel exactly right now yeah you got me <laughs> like <laughs> it's just that good oh terrain i i can't fucking stand it when when you're not around oh I thank like, you <laughs> yeah i like <laughs> <laughs> shit uh 
fucking dive into uh let's dive into resolution. So let's give it up Okay, so this is a ama- this one's great. Hundred <laughs> percent. This one's great. I loved. I ha- I I I'm not gonna lie, and this is something. If you could tell me, I would very much like to know. Did they write any of these songs around New Year's or because they all the multiple, of multiple the times, multiple times in the, the fucking album, they mentioned the New <laughs> Year, and I'm like, what? <laughs> what? Why? <laughs> What's I'm, happening? I'm sure he could have. You know, it's. You know, the the writing process for them, I guess. They, well, they recorded it in October, November. So, may you know, maybe they, maybe he was writing beforehand. He could have had things from you know previously or whatever. But and, you know, maybe another, maybe with the oh, go ahead. Another question: Do you think maybe if the new year isn't literally the new year, do you think that maybe? a new year is like his hopefulness of turning over a new leaf or something. Like I'm, I'm trying to figure out why the new year's mentioned. So goddamn often. That, that makes, that makes total sense, honestly, because it, it could be, it could be, you know, it, it maybe just a new chapter for him. Yeah. But instead of, you know, it's obviously easier lyrically to write about a new year than a new chapter. Yeah. You know, um, an- again, we have uh, the elements of, substance abuse um i'm gonna just read essentially like a whole fucking line liquids powders and pills not quite taken against my will the taste test of girls from all over the world who refuse to accept my excuses she put up with so much of my madness and my self-abuse she would tend to my wounds and fill me with food when i stumble in drunk for breakfast yeah um uh, she was right to take off before she was consumed Mm -hmm. like this is like literally just painting a portrait of a guy who's so fucking self-destructive that this person like she loves him a lot but can't stay because he is not he refuses to take care of himself and she is forced to be the person to take all of that emotional emotional struggle on Mm -hmm. and at some point she can't take it because she has to leave before she gets before she drowns in it it's exactly beautiful and sad makes me sad it is it's one of the the classic cases of you know you you can't help someone who doesn't want to help themselves yeah you know you can only do so much and obviously in this point in his life you know he was with somebody that was you know doing what she could yeah you know doing everything and there's just breaking points you know everyone has breaking points and if if you can't help yourself then nobody's going to be able to help you and I, I think I like the fact that it like it, it is it is squarely like I I did this like mm-hmm. these are this person is trying to help me and I am doing everything to mess this up. I am mm-hmm. putting myself in the situation where she's going to leave because she can't continue to bear to take care of me all the time because I refuse to take care of myself. Like it's yeah. not, it's not blaming anybody other than themselves. And it's, it's a ref, it's like a good, like that's, that's the way that, you know, you're supposed to look at it. You're supposed to be like, I have to be the one to make the change. I know that people around me can help and, and love me, but I have to be the one to decide that I'm going to stop fucking everything up for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, to go back and talk about like kind of the beginning of the song, it says, you know, I like the universe, but she messes with my words. I'm not talking planets or galaxies and the distance just makes it worse. So and then he says, you know, I know what you're thinking. This probably sounds rehearsed that 
so um, this is just my interpretation of that whole that whole thing right there but it's it seems like you know obviously motion city was you know you know touring and stuff for a while before all of this you know they had that they had two albums before this so they were out doing what they were doing um and it's probably one of those things where you know he was super self-destructive and he was in this relationship and you know the distance just makes it worse you know obviously the relationship you know probably wasn't great he's probably being somewhat of a shitty person and when he says i know what you're thinking this probably sounds rehearsed like obviously he was rehearsing what he was going to say or you know the actions that he's taking and stuff and then at the end of the song where he says you're totally right every action was real well rehearsed like that whole thing is like super premeditated in a sense yeah like you know it's, it's like, like i i look i agree i look at it it's like i've done this before i'll do this again like i've i've rehearsed exactly. this i've rehearsed this this um behavior well i do it all yeah. the time it's how i it's how i do it every single time it's going to like mm-hmm. eh, it's just gonna happen yeah yep fuck sidebar me. i have not talked this deeply about this album before and i am like legitimately getting sad <laughs> yeah, dude, it's it's a tearjerker man like if you're if you're just if you're into this for finding some jams and stuff and you just want some good music the music is great but if you're one of those people that dives in lyrically and tries to get into song meanings and stuff you're gonna have a bad time you're not gonna have fun guys you're... <laughs> it's not gonna be fucking fun go ahead go ahead and try to smile during this entire album but you can't I bet you can't. I can't. I I, can't. Look, I would say, I mean, uh, and, and let's be clear. The song itself is lovely. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a slower song. It is, you know, I love the, I love the guitar parts in this. And like, I love the guitar parts in the song during the, during the um, lyrical breaks. Yeah. Um, it is, it is a lovely song. It is, it is sweet and lovely, but then the lyrics are just like, Hey, what's up? I'm self-destructive mm-hmm. and like I, I think about this because it's unfortunate like you know there are so many people suffering with like with substance abuse issues mm-hmm. and not everybody like like you know not everybody can recognize it and sometimes people are you know they're there the, they're there one day and gone the next because they haven't gotten a handle on it exactly. like this is this is fucking tough this is it really is. fucking tough and it's it's what's more eerie about it to me is the fact like it's it's a longer song on the album you know it's three and a half minutes long a little over that like it's it's probably one of the longer songs yeah i think and, it's the second longest actually it's the second no no third longest on the album yeah it's the and third it's, longest on the album and it's probably the shortest lyrically uh, m- maybe other than maybe maybe today, maybe yeah. close to attractive today but like you know it's there's really not a lot there. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Like and the, the only the lyrically what's there is, Hey, what's up? Um, I'm, <laughs> things are real bad for me and I'm not helping myself. What are you guys up to? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> man. Fuck. What the, <laughs> let's get into uh, track five. Feel like rain. like rain um i think it's i think it's uh, a great uh, great song um 
uh, I, I, I'm sorry. I'm like we're still reeling from the last one. Um, <laughs> I think it's I think it's a really good um, the the imagery in this song is really good as well. Of you know just like this, I guess in in a sense like a will they won't they or like a like a like a relationship that's rough to try to stay like I don't know it's 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 I like it. <laughs> yeah, See, I I like this song a lot. It feels like it it kind of strays a little from like the the theme of the album. Yeah, you know, like it could it. I'm not saying it's like filler by any means. But it could have been one of those songs where it's like, you know, they wrote it and maybe it didn't necessarily, you know, correlate with whatever was going on in, in his life. But it was just that, you know, I, I've heard Justin say in interviews before that you know, the way he writes, you know, they'll, they'll have the song or whatever. And then he'll he'll like, you know, hum or, you know, make a melody and then like say random stuff and then take somebody's interpretation of that you know, what he said and then use that or like, you know, maybe he gets stuck on a line and then, you know, they write along that line, you know, it, it could have been something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, again, I, I mean, I think it's, I think it's a, a lovely song to listen to. feel like rain is, is uh, I think I great. I, I like the, like I said, the, the will they won't they, the, you know, I don't know if it's like a, it, it it makes it look like you're like, you know, either in a relationship and you're having trouble figuring out what, where it goes from there, or you are refusing to actually jump into a relationship with someone because you're afraid that it's going to uh, fail. Um, yeah. So it, it, it can have like a, it can have multiple, uh, multiple meanings and multiple uh, viewpoints when you're looking at it lyrically. Yeah. So the, the one thing I want to talk about with it is like, so I'm like, an okay drummer like i can like play a beat or two or like you know uh, play random songs here and there and stuff the the beat in the beginning of the song that tony's playing where he's doing the the whole choke and the hi-hat thing and the yeah. uh the bass like it's super difficult to play and i know because i've tried it <laughs> and i've failed <laughs> miserably but it's like the there was like no there was no lack of creativity on this, on this whole album at all. Yeah. Like it's just all, you know, everything was super intricate in a sense, but like still simple. They did. It's not like, you know, they're a very techie band or anything, but like some of the stuff that they were doing was just like, especially for the time, I think, you know, like when a lot of like pop punk and stuff was kind of just like the straightforward, you know, fucking four on the floor. Let's yeah. like write it's, this crazy fast song or whatever. For lack of a like, for a lack of a nicer word, it could be very formulaic. It could be yeah. like it. There was like a set formula that you had to follow, and then presto, changeo, you're a good pop punk band. Yeah, and it's like I don't think that listening to Motion City soundtrack, they followed any of that. Like I no. think that they they really were just like fuck this recipe. We're gonna do what we want to do, and it mm -hmm. sounds a lot better than like just something that you know you would just hear you could hear carbon copies of yeah. like i don't think I, motion city soundtrack was a carbon copy of like any band whereas some of like i'll admit some of the bands that i like i could be like oh yeah no they sound very similar to this no 100 percent. and I, I feel like i feel like that that shows a lot in this song too you know because it doesn't really follow that formula of the the standard pop punk song or anything and it is it's different 
You know, it yeah. does have a, a a lot of different elements to it, and I think it's really cool. No, yeah, I, I agree, and I, I again, it's it's one that I'm like, it's I find it harder to talk about this song in depth than like some of the others, but I, I that doesn't change the fact that I very much enjoy this song. It's like <laughs> absolutely. Let's uh, let's move on to to track six. To, make out, uh, kids. Make we're halfway through the album we are halfway through the album before we start make out kids um one thing i wanted to i wanted to talk i just just bring up um now you said like you're like i'm an okay drummer which is like bullshit you're very modest you're very good at like every fucking thing you pick up it's really annoying Um, you're a liar didn't you didn't you how did (laughs) could you can we since we're halfway done the album could you take a quick sidebar to tell me how fuck blaster has been going oh man (laughs) fuck blaster it's it's funny actually um i was at i was at work yesterday with uh andy strausser meatball you remember him from sign not sunrise anyway we worked together and he was uh i was just like talking randomly i'm like you know i feel like i kind of want to front a band again like i kind of want to like just do the front man thing and for like a side project or whatever. And he's like, what are you going to do? You're going to fuck blaster back together. And I'm like, yeah, all one member of fuck blaster. <laughs> all one member of fuck blaster. I, I, anyone's forgot interested that you fronted fuck, I forgot that you fronted. I almost flooded fuck. Bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did. So technically did everything in that band. Right. Um, we program drums, but it, you know, if it, if it came down to it, I could have played it in studio or whatever. Uh, shout out to Dustin Ford for recording that single in his bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good time. Sorry, sorry to his parents for all the screams that they heard coming from the room. <laughs> oh I'm not, not an angry person. It's just sometimes, you know, things happen. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Fuck I'll, I'll, I'll post the links the link to the the soundcloud track when i post yes this. you gotta keep us all you gotta keep us all posted on fuck blaster yeah, i will maybe, maybe i mean this seems like the perfect time to do it i feel yeah anyway. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's go back in. let's talk about let's talk about makeout kids yes um so one of this one of the things that um uh he that uh justin does in these tracks is he with the with the imagery that he that he uses he like attributes like like he'll just describe people he'll Mm -hmm. do descriptions for people um you'll hear that in like you know in other in other uh tracks on albums like she makes a lot of abstract art she haggles for the cheapest price uh like she never oh, oh, yeah. right. like song. he so he does that in this as well like yeah. just vivid descriptions of people but like not like exactly what they look like just like what they what things they enjoy and love to do mm-hmm. um that's one of my favorite parts about like justin lyrics you can like just you can just and and i know he said um you know in certain things um when he does these he's making like you know he's making an amalgamation of people that he knows i think that's such a cool fucking i think that's such a cool fucking lyrical device to just start describing uh random people that you know into one bit like into one super like person it's fucking awesome to me oh yeah no it it's 
I love I I love his his lyrical style. You know, like the, like you're talking about the way he describes things is it's so like, man, I wish I would have thought of that. You know, it's one of those things where it's like it seems so simple, but then you're like, I could never come up with this shit. Yeah, you know, like the the I'm fond of Twin Peaks afternoons and expensive wine and cordon with cordon blue, and I'm like, that's such a good line, and it was probably so easy for him, mm-hmm. but I'm like, I could never do that. <laughs> no, that's not a line I can think of. Um, and I I love that he does it. Um, so I mean. This one, uh, lyrically, pretty clear. I'd say it's it's less it's less interprety. Makeup yeah. kids never had a chance to be best friends. Uh, yeah. You know, having a having a friends with benefits pre- uh, person can be can get you know dicey and and difficult. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's it's you kind of skip over that whole like getting to know a person beforehand thing, going right into a. Uh, you know, whatever kind of relationship you want to, you want to say it is. Yeah. And then fun it's, fact, it's difficult to maintain. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say fun fact about this song. So when they were recording the album, um, they, they went out to this fundraiser with Mark Hoppus. I, I don't know if it was something for blink or whatever. I know they were doing stuff with like the Tony Hawk foundation or whatever at the time, but so they went out to this fundraiser and it was a uh, pretty late and they were all sitting there partying, having some drinks and everything. And Matt talks about getting like super drunk, basically. I wouldn't say like super drunk, but he was definitely intoxicated. And uh, it was pretty late and they were getting done uh, at the fundraiser. Mark's like, so we have like some time left. Do you want to go back and track some more? And he was like, no, <laughs> he was like, I don't want to do that. And Mark's like, no, let's go. Let's go. Let's go do that. No. So and they and they went back and tracked makeout kids and Matt was drunk and played it perfectly. And that bass track that's on there was the first take, the only take. Oh my god, are you serious? Mm-hmm. How awesome is that? That's I mean, cool. not, not saying like go get drunk and record an album, but it doesn't always turn out bad. No, what we are saying, <laughs> what this what this podcast is condoning is go get drunk and record an album. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Do condoning you- that. Let me just get, <laughs> do you remember um, one of one of my favorite memories from when we were in um, you, I don't remember if it was I don't remember at the time if it was now the city or Marvelous Liars, but um, drummer our, our fucking awesome drummer Steve Kurtz, who is where's he been? Is he OK? Um, we're in Philly right now. Yeah, cool, I, I, I talked to him not too, like we I wouldn't say like I haven't like talked to him, talked to him, but like, you know, we kept in touch or whatever. He's doing, all- he's doing well. And all the listeners of this podcast, you now know where he is. Get him. Um, Get him. But, he, but one of my favorite right here. <laughs> one of my favorite things was we would play, we would practice, and he would like you know sometimes he'd fuck up because we'd all fuck up because we were kids. But there was a cone that we would put on his head, and when we'd put the cone on his head, he played better. Cone, he'd play the fucking song. Perfectly. <laughs> It was like a legit traffic cone, not like one of the smaller ones. It like one no. of the like like three foot tall, like pretty heavy plastic traffic cones. It you was put a it on big like we need to block traffic traffic cone. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I think there's a picture floating around still of him with the traffic cone. On I think head. there is too. We got to find that. It is yeah, so no, funny. Better. It was kind of 
It's kind of weird, but it's awesome. A, it's insane. <laughs> like, why? How is he hitting all of this perfectly when he's a giant fucking traffic cone on his head? Oh, God. And, like, playing metalcore stuff, like, it definitely was not easy. Yeah. It's, like, complicated. It's complicated drum shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, give me the cone. I'm better. Yeah. But uh, go into the next one. Yes. Um, all right. Yes, My I do. My favorite song on the album. Number, this is your favorite number, song on the album? Yep, Time Turn Fragile. I think I would have to probably... Uh, it's it's It might be one of my favorite songs on the album, but it definitely has my favorite line on the album. Which would be what? Uh, so, in keeping with our super cheery, uh, fucking <laughs> cheery discussion, um, the the album. I mean, sorry, this song ends with the um with the line, "One day I'll fail to breathe, and all you'll have are memories." Mm-hmm. <laughs> that line tears me apart. Man. I, oh, yeah, dude. It's man, this song. I I don't know what it is about this song that hits so hard. I think it's like it might be because I had like memories of just jamming out to this song with people you know a lot and i think that was like one of the the ones where like you know because of that i wouldn't say like i really relate to this song a whole lot but it's like just from listening to it a whole bunch and the the way it's written everything about it you know i just i really really love love this song (laughs) yeah um and this one i mean this one is uh Justin right in the perspective of his dad, mm-hmm. which is yeah. which is huge. The the imagery of you know him as a kid talking like talk, talking to himself like it's 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 pretty great. It's it's mm-hmm. really awesome. I I it, love it. Um, he says his dad would say, "Hey Jay, um, it might not make sense to you now, but take what I'm saying and put it in your back pocket. Pull it out later in life, and it might make sense to you." Like that's kind of a it's cool. Like you can definitely tell that, you know, some of the things that he was saying in there were probably, you know, the things that his dad was saying to him. Yes. It's very, very cool. Right. Like, um, it, it's, it's, it's definitely like, you're looking at like just all of this. Um, I, I think my, my favorite, like one of the, one of the better lines to, to support like hockey games, medical claims, police reports, terrible grades. Jay, I'm so <laughs> proud of all the things that you've done. It's just like, it's everywhere. It's, it's, you're doing, you're doing fucking, you're doing everything. You're, you're, you know, playing hockey and I love watching you. You're fucking <laughs> getting in trouble yeah. with the law. Like I still, I still love you. It's one of those, yeah. like, I, I see everything that you're doing and I still, I love all of you. Yeah. So another cool a uh, little fact about this song. So when they went in, they they had they had a song and it was like, you know, whatever. It was just like, you know, a song that they had. And then they had like another part of a song where it was like this faster kind of like drum beat thing, which I'm assuming is the the bridge part. And it was like, you know, they came in with a bunch of stuff and uh Mark Hoppus was like why don't you just do this? You know, why don't you, why don't you do this? And it was written with Mark, you know, he kind of pieced the song together. Yeah. That's is, pretty, uh, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, I mean that, that 
bridge is amazing (laughs) yeah um uh all all of the pieces musically fit together so well um again one of the one of my main things that i remember besides the drums on that which i'm just like they're they're incredible um Mm. the the keys i fucking i love that that melody that's played it's i feel so good you know what during during the 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 bridge and outro part or whatever you want to call it with that drum bar and the keys over top of it that is like that's the most blink sounding thing on the album to me like that's true that's true like i could hear that in a blink song you know that that key part it was just like i i don't know if if mark had anything to do with that or you know with piecing the song together or something, you know, if they kind of like took influence or anything, but like that, that was the, the most blink marky thing on the album to me. Yeah. I will say, I, I do agree there when you mix all of that together. I am like, I am like, that is, that is very blink. And I honestly, this is like the first time I thought about that. Like I know, I knew that I knew that Mark Hoppus was the producer. Um, I didn't know how much of a hand that he had in it, but I know, I knew that like this again, didn't sound like blink. It sounded like motion city soundtrack but then here like hearing you talk about this now and like remembering that that specific portion i'm like yeah that is that mm-hmm. does seem like it could be a blinky kind of song um if it's like maybe sp- like i don't know maybe sped up a little bit or something like, I, I don't know there's like it's it definitely has the blink 182 elements in it 100 yeah uh, um, it's, i know I think it's cool, but it works really well. It's it's got that element, but it's it's definitely still a Motion City song, you know. And they and they same thing with the like the call and response in this at the at the end of the song too, um, you know, with the the you know the one day I'll fail to breathe and all you'll have are memories and the all we are are memories part and it's like they just they crushed it, absolutely yes. crushed. It. Yeah, they it, and it, it in, again <laughs> like just amazing lyricism with beautiful music and then they threw their sorry my cat was shaking up a whole lot um, <laughs> they, they also like she like she really loves the song um mm-hmm. but they also threw in the call and response at the end that they're so good at it. they're so like it's just like this is a quintessential like motion if you're looking for a great motion city soundtrack song this mm-hmm. is one you should put on yeah and it's one of my 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 favorite line probably in the song is the, uh, that I was nervous from the start that our muscles might tear us apart. And then you know, that our muscles tearing us apart part or whatever, like mm-hmm. that, that's so cool because it's like, you know, our, our muscles tearing us apart. And obviously like, you know, your heart is a muscle. It is the most muscular organ in your body or whatever. And your tongue is a muscle. So it's like, you know, your heart could be leading you, a way that would like you know tear you apart or you could be saying things that could you know fuck you up like it's kind of like it's a really cool fucking line you know obviously i don't know how he wrote it or what he was thinking when he but that's like my interpretation of it and i like i absolutely love that i think that's a really good interpretation of it i can definitely see it that way i mean i also see it like you know like the you know our muscles might tear us apart might be like you know one of those like you know we just might diverge like mm-hmm. we we are like like it's a relationship between a, between a dad and a son that's like um i'm nervous that it's possible that we just won't you know something will happen we won't click and we're going to just diverge paths mm-hmm. and 
I might lose you, which mm-hmm. frightens, you know, frightens the dad, unless you're my dad. What up? <laughs> what up? What up? <laughs> We're getting it. <laughs> uh but yeah so so it's definitely like i i like i do like your interpretation it's it's a it's a love like this this entire song is it is beautiful it is it is heart-wrenching it's it's um you know if you're you know a, a ki- dad that's proud of your kid you mm-hmm. fucking love this song <laughs> <laughs> oh man fuck it let's uh let's move on to lg fwad Let's get fucked up and die I'm speaking figuratively Of course, like the last time That I committed suicide Social suicide LG Fwad, let's get fucked up and die I mean, this is This is one that if you don't know So if you know Motion City Soundtrack It's likely by uh, Everything is Alright or this song Mm-hmm. right like yep. these are the ones uh, that you'll know yeah um <laughs> so it also has i mean if you look through it it's got the um alcoholism <laughs> undertones or explicit talking about alcoholism well, the, the um, whole song is basically about how he just wants to get drunk and do nothing yeah you know yeah. that's that's the song like let's just fucking let's get fucked up and just die (laughs) like who cares let's just let's just do whatever nothing matters who cares um he hits back too with the you know the whole i'm a mess i'm a wreck hending back to like attractive today where i am wrecked i'm overblown like you know mm -hmm. it's it's hint you know i wouldn't say hinting it's it's there like the the whole alcoholism you know theme is just so prevalent especially in this song it's just it's just a drinking song yeah it really is and it's like it's it's just like i in in the in this he like definitely has one of those things where it's like it uh substance people with substance abuse for the most part definitely have the things where it's like i can i can beat this there's there's one moment where you're like i can beat this um, mm-hmm. And it's either the denial phase or like the, you know, like, like just, I, you know, your turnaround. But in this, it's like it, in the song, it clearly has this portion in it where it's like, I can do this. I can beat this, um, but I'm I'm not going to right now. Yeah. Um, uh, the, and- the line itself, I believe that I can overcome this and beat everything in the end, but I choose to abuse for the time being. Maybe I'll win, but for now I've decided to die. Like, it is one Which of those is- where it's like, I I, sh- I know I should. I know I should stop this. I know I should get better. I'm just not fucking going to do it right now. Yeah, and that, and that's, and you see it with a lot of a lot of people that do struggle, you know, where they, they, they try, you know, a lot of them do, and a lot of them are like, you know, I can, I can totally do this. I can, I can beat all of this, but I just don't feel like it. The line you've heard on TV a billion times, I can stop anytime I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can stop anytime I want. I just don't want to. And I that's basically what you're saying right there. You know, Yep. I could yep. I could overcome it, but I just want to do nothing. Yeah, right. Like this is who I'm choosing to be. And it's like you can hear like the pain in it where it's like this is not what you should be doing. And but mm-hmm. but this is this is who I'm choosing to be right now. It's who mm-hmm. I'm choosing to be crazy man it's and it it's such a a personal thing for him too like you know letting people into your life 
you know, letting people know that, you know, you've struggled super deeply with this stuff. Yeah. It's kind of, <laughs> it's a, a super brave thing to do. Yeah. This yeah. is this album is like legitimately a, a person like and I, I don't I, I'm going to say words that sound over dramatic, but this is someone like legit bearing their soul to the listener, like whoever chooses to listen. This is someone like these are the deepest, darkest parts of me. Here you go. Like yep. you can you can have this. This is for you. Um, fucking super dark. What's going on with me right now? <laughs> Exactly. Fuck. Yeah. Let's uh let's move on. Let's uh hit up track number uh whoa, we're nine. Better open the door. Track nine, better open the door. I think this is one of, I think back when I used to love this, well, sorry, when I used to, back when I used to listen to this album nonstop, <laughs> um, I think this was my favorite track on the album. It was, it was like really fun to me. It was, it had the elements that I loved, which is him just taught, like giving, giving like talks about people. Um mm-hmm. Um, where he's talking about the people's actions um, and how some of them are like, some of them are, you know, having fun with him or essentially enabling him. Um, Mm -hmm. And then some that are like, this needs to like knock your nonsense off. Um, Frank fails to see the humor in my sad attempts at breakdancing in every bar along Lindale Avenue. But um, Sorry, I, I thought I had another cough coming on. <laughs> I no, okay. I, was, I got quiet. I'm like, is he okay? Um, I have a fun fact about this one. Um, <laughs> it's not really that fun. It's actually kind of stupid. Uh, the um, uh, the <laughs> movie from 2006, uh, John Tucker Must Die, uh, mm-hmm. starring Jesse Metcalf and Ashanti and some other people, including Jesse McCartney. Oh, uh, sorry, Jesse MacArthur. McCarthy. I'm not good at fucking talking. <laughs> Jenny McCarthy. Just cut all that out. <laughs> um, anti-factor Jenny McCarthy. Um, this song was on their uh, was on the um, soundtrack to the to the album. It was no. it was produced by. Sorry, it was done by Wind Up Records. Uh, that was the label it was released on. So it yes. had songs like Dirty Little Secret um from all american rejects honestly from cartel um motion city soundtracks better open the door um this will be our year from okay go i like what you say from not a surf um so it had a lot of different like punk bands on that uh on this uh soundtrack and i don't know wind up funny fact about wind up crowbot used to be on wind up oh that's right your band crowbot i wasn't there at the time but right know. I was wondering why you haven't mentioned that you're in Crobot yet. Uh, it doesn't. Nobody's gonna care. <laughs> Here's what you're gonna need to do. Use the clout. <laughs> yeah, man. Here's what you're gonna need to do. You're gonna need to record like an uh, an opener for this for this podcast where you talk about the things that you're actually in, including Crobot. <laughs> we'll see about that. Well, maybe. Uh, Another fun fact about Wind Up Records, um, uh, other alumni from Wind Up, uh, besides Crowbot, um, Evanescence and Creed. That's great company. I'm yeah, not gonna, yeah. I, 
Creed was my first concert I ever went to. First big concert I ever went to. <laughs> Creed Holy with 12 Stones and Jerry Cantrell and I think Saliva at Hershey Park. Okay. Okay. I didn't see them. <laughs> I didn't. I never saw Creed ever. Oh, well, then your life is not complete, bud. Let me just. Okay. All right. on to, to this day, one of the best shows I've ever seen. Really? Not afraid to admit that they were great, dude. It was like 2003. They were, they were on top, you know, <laughs> like at that point, Christian rock did not, you know, did it didn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> and are, then, you saying that, are you saying that under oath should thank Creed for their service? Underoath should be very appreciative of what Creed did for the Christian rock. That, <laughs> as I can't, I can't say. It. <laughs> Back to uh, to to better open the door. I think it's, I think it's a cool like little. You know, he's being super open about everything. You know, on the album, but he he uses that that line. I cannot let you inside myself for fear I'll sink the ship and drag us both down. It's like saying like. I don't want you to get to know me. Right. You know, I don't want you to know who I am because it's bad for both of us. Right. Right. It'll negatively affect you um, or you'll pull away from me. Regardless, this whole this whole thing comes crumbling down. So I can't let you get to know me. Um, the line clearly that I the one thing that I gravitated towards, um, which clearly was about like work. It was not about school, but I was a child during this. So our hell ends every weekend, but it's all I have to believe in. Uh, the work week is hell or school is hell. Whatever you wherever you're at. Um, that's what it was. And, and all you have to believe in is the weekend. I loved that. I loved that so much. No matter what, you know, context you put it into, it's still, it's a super relatable. It's a, it's a great line. It's a great hook, you know, cause it's, it's a good one to get stuck in your head. I've definitely, you know, woken up plenty of times after a good night's sleep, after listening to the album the night before with that line stuck in my head. Mm Mm-hmm. And then Great. he also in this uh, makes reference to um, some major landmarks in Minnesota, um, the CC Club, uh, the Triple Rock, um, Lindale Avenue um, being a, uh, a street of Minneapolis. Um, Rock's so- a pretty, pretty prominent place. I, I mean, you know, no effects mentions it and C and double at the Triple Rock. You know, it's like that's, that's got to be the place. I've never been there, but, you know. Maybe I'll yeah. go and check it out. Sometime. Yeah, maybe, maybe <laughs> you can, you can do that. And then you tell, you come back and then you add an addendum to this podcast where you tell people how it was. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to, and you know, I'm going to play. I hope there's a touch tunes there and I'm going to play this song and I'm going to play that no effects song. And I'm going to see how mad those people get. I was going to say, don't you think that like, if you do that, they will kill you. <laughs> like, they're like, Oh my God, we get it. We're from here. We uh we played um this place in Sacramento on on the last tour called Holy Diver, and I was just sitting there thinking, like, you know, how many times has a band come in here and covered Holy Diver from Dio, and then like, you know, probably to the point where like if they start playing, it, everyone's like, God, oh, fuck you. And we had a Dio cover in our set, 
we weren't doing we weren't doing holy diver thankfully but it was like we were doing man on a silver mountain but at the same time like i still feel kind of wrong doing this (laughs) (laughs) oh that would be funny if they just turned on you they're like no you can't uh, even play dio in here get out get out get out of here (laughs) let's uh let's go on to track 10 man we're almost done Yes. Track number 10. Together we'll ring in the new year. There's that there's that new year. This must be it. Welcome to the new year. The drinks were consumed. The plants were destroyed. The new year rears its ugly head again. Um I love the fact that they keep mentioning it and I'm legit wondering if it's like a real new year situation or if if it's like a personal situation, I'm trying to wrap my mind around that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I do like it. It's, it's like, you know, it is, it, it's, it's, it's one of those, uh, it's, it's got the imagery again um, mm-hmm. in the album, you know, um, the drinks were consumed, the plants were destroyed and the hors d'oeuvres dismantled. <laughs> um, like it's, it's, a, it's a fucking, it's like their, their party. It's the party's over. Yeah. Yeah, I it's this is another one of those like it's it's a short song, you know, I consider anything under three minutes or, you know, you know two and a half or whatever. I consider that to be like a shorter song. Yeah, but he he packs so much into it and it's it's kind of eerie with it just being guitar and vocal throughout mm-hmm. the entire song, you know, yeah. and, it's, and I think it's cool because I like, get you know, maybe he's saying like, you know, if this is a new chapter for him or, you know, if it's literally a new year or whatever, like it just, it, it doesn't sound like it's, it's going to be all that great. <laughs> you know, it's at least it's not starting off the best. No, no. And that's part of me is like, it's like, you know, I've hit another point where I'm like, why, you know, like I, I'm looking at this and it's just like, why am I, why am I doing this? Like, why do I keep doing this to myself? Uh, why, why am I, if I, you know, if I'm going to be this self-destructive, why not just do this at home alone? Like, um, in the, why did I come? Why did I come here? These humans all suck. I'd rather be home feeling violent and lonely. Um, you know, it's just one of those, it's again, where it's talking about like his, his deep, his deep down destructive tendencies. And Mm -hmm. like, in this case, it's like, why do I subject other people to them when I can just do them alone? That, and then when he, uh, when he hits the line, uh, heads up, damage control, there's a ring around her finger, last chance for changing lanes, and you missed it by a mile. You know, whereas, like, yeah. obviously, you know, there was, he had some sort of interest in someone, and, you know, that that's out the door now. So, like, you know, things are going pretty swimmingly for Justin Pierre at this point. Things <laughs> are real great. And let's be clear, he could, these, these could be, like, you know, they could be stories. Like, maybe not necessarily all things that happened to him exactly Mm -hmm. but you know like you know the thought the thoughts of you know what someone like me if i'm if i'm you know dealing with this you know crippling alcoholism uh Mm -hmm. what are some things that i can go through let's get that let's get that imagery and put that into music um i think you i think you definitely get that or this is all autobiographical and shit's real bad for this guy (laughs) yeah like you were saying you know we can't we don't know if it's a, literally a new year or if it's just the new hymn and new chapter or whatever but 
you know, the very last line of the song is this must be it. Welcome to the new year. Like it sounds very pessimistic. Yes. You know, and it's very kind of like sarcastic in a sense. Like he's, he's struggling. Yep. It's like, well, this is it. This is is it. it. This is it. I'm fucked. (laughs) Is basically what I'm taking from it. Yeah. Uh, move on to the next one because it's <laughs> I think we're fairly depressed with this one <laughs> hey man hangman this oh fucking love hangman this is a great song this is a great song um, again, like you had mentioned earlier, there's, uh, the Mark Hoppus feature on it. However, it's not, you know, it's not like they didn't give him anything to like belt out or anything. It's just a, it's a very simple, simple line, si- mm-hmm. uh, sorry, simple, uh, simple, uh, pattern, simple line, nothing, nothing too crazy. And he what he says, says. Yeah. you know, <clears throat> whether it was written, it, I, I'm sure it was, it was either written by Justin or co-written by Mark or whatever, but man. That fucking, I'll get into that in a second, but we, we could, we could start, we could start like, you know, the beginning, or let's talk about the fact that, you know, this is the first time that the, the album title shows its face. Yes. Yes. The album title, the namesake of the album, commit this to memory, um, comes into this song. I think they say it. I want to say like eight times in mm-hmm. the, in the song itself. They say it. So, uh, but so I kind of feel like this is, I feel like this might've been like his turning point, you know, like where he says, uh, last call for medicine to count me and turn me loose. I never meant to hide anything, but I'll never tell the truth. So like, maybe it's like, you know, the whole like last call for medicine is like him being like, you know, that's it. Like I'm done. Like, let's, let's finally do this. Or maybe it could be, him talking about last call to get drinks i would know so he can so he can be turned loose yes i think that i think that that's i think that that's the one i would subscribe to um you know like last call for medicine to count me in and turn me loose um i i I think that it's it's a you know talking about again you know drinking um it's the last time the last call to last call to get those drinks and so yeah maybe this is like a maybe this is like a this is the last time i'm doing this so i'm going to I'm going to do it and then we're done. Um, or it could be him just saying that it's the last time he's going to do it. Because yeah. when when Mark comes in, it's the line, I'm just a guy that never tried. I'm just a stupid fuck with brilliant luck and sometimes a bright idea. So shower me in a chorus of compliments and verse I don't deserve. I might run, but I'll never hide. The whole like, you know, I'm, I'm just a guy that never tried. I'm just a stupid fuck with brilliant luck. Like, you know, obviously maybe he wasn't trying to, to get better, but things were just working out for him. You know, things yeah. just kept going some way. And then the shower me in a course of compliments and verse I don't deserve where it's like, people are like, Oh, you're doing such a great job. Keep it up. But he might not be doing a great job. He could be right. getting drunk every single night when people think that, you know, he's really trying to clean up. Right. 
I agree. I, I, it's, it's it's definitely got that like you know it's one of those like I people don't know what's behind. People don't see what's behind the veil, right? So I'm here with I'm here with you know my outside my my outside presence, and people are just like fucking yeah, you're doing great, but they have no idea what is you know what's what's actually there. They don't know that I don't deserve the accolades. They don't know that. Yeah, and, and it's and the. You know, the line, uh, the fed up with made you look and dirty crooks without a clue. Uh, They all wear the same face and it says hangman, I'm on to you. So like he knows he knows that, you know, he's not doing a good job of this or whatever. And and everyone's, you know, catching on. Yeah. And and he's essentially the hangman. (laughs) Yeah. Like I this song is great. I, I, I very much enjoy this song um it's a great one on the album again i i love the mark hoppus feature i really do um mm-hmm. i it's great amazing yeah 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 man oh, shit bud we're uh, we're there we're at the very the last song on the album prolonging it but we are i want to i want to hold on to this moment as long as i can because i don't want this album then but we <laughs> gotta end it um yeah, man. Really uh, hold me down I found a letter that said I'm sorry that you were asleep when I wrote these words down. You think I ought to be used to that. Hold me down, final track on Commit This to Memory. Um, if you don't count the bonus track. <laughs> yeah. Which, I, which I'm not. I'm not counting it. It's a it's a good Motion City soundtrack song, but I don't it's like not this is the last song on the album. You know what I mean? Like this song Just is to perfect to end the album on. Man, let's uh, let's do it. Let's dive in. So, um, essentially, you know, it's a, uh, um, an uh breakup song. Um, mm-hmm. Justin, uh, accord in in the story, Justin gets a a uh, bro- break a breakup letter in the morning or whatever from from his uh, former partner who is like, I'll explain later, but right now i just can't be with you you hold me down mm-hmm. and it is it is crushing the the specifics of like the plans that they had like you hear in the in the letter like her you know tell him for example um cancel our dinner with max and Coraline, feed jackie's gerbil and try to stay clean we'll talk mm-hmm. it over after i've had some time alone to sort it out okay. uh like just just go he justin is wonderful with with that imagery again i said the word imagery like forty thousand times in this fucking podcast but um he's wonderful with that imagery of like a of a couple who had all of these plans together like just like mundane plans they were gonna have dinner with their friends max and Coraline. um then they had to go feed uh jackie's gerbil like they they're not like he has to you know now and explain to all these people i drove her away I uh, uh, I hold her down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's and it, it, it's crazy that it's you know him writing from her perspective about yes. him, <laughs> which yes. is like it, it's 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 can't be an easy thing to do, you know, mentally. Just yeah, to to sit there and you know, it, you know, and even if it didn't actually happen, it could just be a story that he's writing, you know, whatever. But it it it's like a I, some of it's got to be personal, you know? Yes. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's, it seems to me quite personal. It's, it's like just the, the 
apex of of all of this right like he we, we've listened to an album where numerous times he talks about his alcoholism and what that's done to like you know how that can negatively negatively affect relationships and uh, you know those in those tracks he, he made it clear like this is a problem we are now seeing like the culmination of this problem all at once with someone going i can't be around you because you're so self-destructive and you choose to not save yourself yeah i can't save you and i'm not going to keep trying mm-hmm. yeah it's it, <clears throat> sorry i'm super phlegmy today uh you know, the, the chorus, too, you know, you're the echoes of my everything. You're the emptiness the whole world sings at night, the laziness in the afternoon. You're the reason why I burst and why I bloom. How will I break the news to you? So she's obviously saying, like, you know, you're you are everything to me, but you kind of suck. You're right. How, is, how am I going to tell you this? Yes, it is. It is the clear like I absolutely and undeniably love you. I love you but I can't do this anymore because you refuse to, to love yourself in, in, mm-hmm. in a sense. Like you refuse to take care of yourself, love yourself. And I cannot keep doing this with you. If you're, you refuse to change your refusal to change your, your attitude of let's get fucked up and die. Like mm-hmm. you're, you're not making the effort to make yourself better for me. And though I love you to death, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of, it seems like it's, it seems like everything that has gone through, that he's gone through in the album, this is like, you know, this is the the pinnacle, this is like the culmination of everything, like, you know, or he starts off talking about relationships or whatever, you know, and, you know, when you're around and everything like that, and then here it's like, it's finally over. Yeah. You know, this is the end. Yeah, it is, it is... And then, and then not only do they do that, but you get like with the, with the, um, end of the, with the end of the song, Mm -hmm. um, like they have that like prolonged ending Mm -hmm. where, where you listen to that and it's like, it's just like the, the noise that like goes on in your head when you're like, just like, fuck, I, I've fucking ruined it like to me that's that's how i feel when i when i listen to the, to that um after it after it you know quote ends unquote and then you get like that that the mm-hmm. sound that just sounds like like station noise yeah, um it's just and, it out. before the keyboards kick in i'm just mm-hmm. like that's just someone like the they they read the letter and now it's just they're they're like everything's gone like mm-hmm. they're they're going through this in their head now um you know like i'm i fucked this up i it's it's over and that's like just the sound that's the sound of that to me mm-hmm. no 100 percent. i i've definitely been in similar <laughs> situations you know where like yeah. you know something like that happened like i've i've had plenty of times where i just you know sat in silence in my car yeah and just you know, that's like that, that is that that's the noise. That's the nothingness of it. But it's their way of showing the nothingness. Mm-hmm. And then throwing the throwing the um the keys at the with that as well. I just was like, fuck, that's so good. What, it, I, what it, I love about the the end of the song, though, when the when the keys do kick in, it's. It's kind of like a. Uh, a positive, uplifting kind of vibe to it, you know? Yeah. Where it's like it, it's not it's not in a minor key. It's it, it. I think it is in a major key. I, I hope so. But either way, like you know, it's like 
kind of being like maybe things won't be so bad. Yeah. You know, it's like there's always a bright side. And not just that. So, so they do that with, you know, they have like the feedback noise um, and they have like, you know, they have the keys going through it while that's happening and everything gets louder and it gets, keeps getting louder. And it's like, you know, the, it is, it is like that again, you're absolutely right. It's like that screaming in your head until you get to the end where it's just the keys in that, in that playing that like sweet little melody yeah, where, it's very it's calm. Like, where it's like, okay, I'm, you know, I'm through it. Let's let's keep moving. Yep. Man, holy shit! This album was good. <laughs> yeah, dude, we did it. <laughs> yes, yes, we did. Uh, this was. I want to thank you for allowing me to be a part of uh, part of this episode because this is like amazing. I love dude, this. I'm this I'm so happy to have you as my first guest. You. So the first time I ever did a podcast was with you. It was when we did the episode of Alcoholics together. That was the first podcast I've ever been on. Yes, so you it you were right. I'm glad. I'm very glad to. Uh, one, I'm glad to have had you. You were a fucking awesome guest. And this, okay. I mean, this podcast is going to be awesome. I'm I'm super I'm super excited to see the albums you pick and the people you get to talk about it because I I really you know. I think that your your perspective on on music and the way it's the way it's made, produced, masked, like it's it's just it's just it's incredible. And like the things that you've been able to see do um I I am and I, I I'm just dumbfounded. I'm super excited for what you got going on. It's gonna be awesome. Thanks, man. Yeah, dude. I, I have I have some more guests lined up and you know a lot of it will be like, you know, like what we just did. We'll, we'll talk about an album that we like or whatever, but like, you know, I have some guests lined up where I, there are people from bands and we'll talk about their albums, you know, yeah. where they can get really in depth on, you know, the behind the, you know, behind the scenes stuff with recording and what gear they used and the meanings behind the songs and, you know, what was going on in their lives at that time. So it's going to be really cool. And then, you know, I'm, I'm going to do some side stories, you know, where it's just, me and people that I've met on the road or whatever, talking about being in bands, talking about life on tour, you know, be, just kind of grinding and, and doing it. So I, I think it's cool. You know, I, I hope I hope people people listen and I hope people respond and, you know, give me, you know, the 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 want and like the motivation to keep doing this because I've had a blast doing this one. And I can just imagine doing the rest are going to be great. So, you know, even if people don't listen to it, at least this is, you know, documented and it's yeah. out there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll say this. One, I think this podcast is awesome. Um, and just in case uh it needs to be said, I go like and subscribe to this podcast, like and subscribe to the Facebook page, fucking tweet at tweet at eddie T- tell him what uh albums you want to hear, tell him guests you want to have on. Fucking oh, get, yeah. get interactive with this. It's gonna be great. Absolutely. That's and I want to make this like a, a fan interaction type thing. You know, I want I want people to, you know, if I nece- if I can't, you know, get somebody from Motion City to talk about the album, I'd love to talk about it, you know, with somebody, you know, whatever band. But if it is a, a person I could reach out to and try to get them on, I, I, you know, I'll absolutely do whatever I can to to make it happen. So, yeah. And I need and to know. Me just. 
<laughs> let me just say, hey, Justin, Joshua, Jesse, Matt, and Tony, you fucking cowards. You were afraid to be on this podcast oh, for the first scared. episode. You guys are scared. You he's so I'm scared up. <laughs> you know who's not scared? Oh, I bet I can get Chris from Trapped on here. <laughs> we'll see. I'll head him I tore just- I tore with him once. If you just uh, tell him about your Pandora place, <laughs> yeah, I I could get him. I can get. I'll be like, yeah, remember remember that time I teched for that band that was direct support for you guys eight years ago, and then I, remember when I just made fun of you on Twitter. Like he's like, I don't know. Did ago. they cover Headstrong? Because if they didn't, I don't know who they are. <laughs> but fuck yeah, man! Thank you, thank you again so much for doing this. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely, bud. Um, I'll fucking. I'll, I'm, I'm gonna talk to you. Okay, I'm. <laughs> I thought you were gonna end the podcast, so I was trying to be quiet, but you still seem to be talking to me. No, no, I'm gonna end it in post. Don't even worry about okay. that. Okay. <laughs> I legit was sitting here like, stop it! Like, uh, uh, go get out of here. <laughs> All right, man. Well, thanks again, but I appreciate it. Thanks, man. I hope you have a good day. Let me know when this is going up. I'd be. I'm so stoked to hear it. I will, but I'll let you know soon. All right. Peace, man. All right. See you, bud. There it is. Episode one is complete. Ugh. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for listening to my best friend and I talk about one of our favorite bands and one of our favorite albums of all time. Really appreciate it. If you guys like this, you know, if you're into this style of thing or whatever, let me know. Let me know what you guys want to hear about. Let me know what albums you want me to talk about, or if you want me to get certain guests from certain bands on, I'll do my best to try to get them and, you know, to pick their brains and see what we can see what we can come up with. But just keep tuning in, keep listening, let me know what's up. We'll see you next time. Thanks.